Welcome to the Aligned Women Podcast, a podcast to empower women in chiropractic to grow practices that work for their families. I'm Dr. Danielle Eaton. And I'm Dr. Shauna Dingman. We're two moms who are navigating the journey of life and practice just like you. So sit back, take a deep breath, and enjoy the show. Welcome to a new episode of the Aligned Women Podcast. Dr. Shauna and I are both here with you today, and we are going to be talking about creating your ideal patient avatar and why it's so vital for your practice, and especially for your practice if you have a family at home as well. So we'll dive into some of those concepts. I want to first note that if you are listening to this episode right now and you're thinking this ideal patient concept, you've heard about it before, but you already know you want some more support and guidance with this, then go ahead and head over to alignwomen.com forward slash join and um, apply for a spot in the Aligned Women team membership. Our membership group, we have some core principles that we focus on and this is one of them. So that being said, let's dive into a discussion today about ideal patients it's really, it's one of the most important things you can do, especially if you're in the dream up and startup phases of your practice. You have to know who it is you want to serve. Otherwise, you end up serving all sorts of people you don't really like. And practice is kind of sucky when you're serving people you don't like. So this is one of those exercises that every conference I go to, um, especially when they're marketing conferences, the first thing they make you do is your avatar. And I kind of roll my eyes and go, oh, not this again. And yet every time I do it, it's so valuable. So it's one of those things, if you can just take the time and really dig into it the way Danielle and I are going to talk about today, it will serve you moving forward in a way you you can't even imagine right now. I have the same experience. Just a few (laughs) months ago, I enrolled in an online course about building a challenge, like an online challenge for your community. And the very first step of that course was to really go into a lot of detail about who your avatar is for your business and then who your avatar is for the challenge. And I felt the same way, like, oh, really? Do I really have to do this? But I did learn a lot, of course, from doing the exercise at that time. And I've done it again since then. And I always have new insights. Yeah. What would you say is the starting point in this exercise, Danielle? The starting point, I think, is to check your mindset because what a lot of people hear is creating an ideal patient avatar means narrowing down your practice to a niche. And while that can happen, that's really not the sole purpose of creating an ideal patient avatar. The ideal patient avatar can become your niche, but without knowing who your ideal patient avatar is or AKA your target market essentially, then you are a voice in a very, very noisy world. Mm -hmm. And it's going to be hard for you to be heard in your branding, in your messaging, in your social media posting. If your messaging is broadcasted to everyone, what I find is that what ends up happening is no one's really paying attention But when you narrow down to a very specific type of person that you want to reach with what you're sharing, then that person starts to connect with the message that you're sharing, the tips, um, the 
stories, whatever it may be that you are posting online, that person then feels connected to it. And it's a lot more effective when there's an emotional connection that's made. Yeah. And what you said is absolutely true. If you're talking to everyone, you're talking to no one, essentially. Mm -hmm. There is just, think about your inbox and what it's like and how many emails you delete without even looking at them. And, And think about it that way. That's really what it's like when you're talking in such general terms that it could apply to anybody. What's happening is that it's applying to nobody because nobody's going to listen. And I mean, if there's probably one thing we could tell you today, it would be that if you are trying to talk to everyone, you are talking to no one. So if you think about, even though as chiropractors, we can do a great job with a 23-year-old athletic guy, and we can do a great job with a 57-year-old postmenopausal grandmother of three, but the question is, do you, would, you, would you talk in the same way to both of those people? And that's what having an avatar or an ideal patient is all about. It changes the way you talk about what you do and why you do it and how you do it when you know exactly who you're speaking to. You have a tribe out there that's waiting for you and they want to hear your voice. So this episode is designed to help you figure out who it is you're talking to so that you can use your voice in the best way possible to reach those people and have them hear you. This is why it's so important for us as women who have families at home to own our ideal patient avatar. I don't mean own it in a way that it's probably sounding right now, but really be clear and be confident in that ideal patient avatar because it's going to be so much more effective and efficient for you to market your practice when you're marketing to that avatar than it is to try to reach everyone through your messaging. And if you are like me, you don't want to spend a lot of time on things that are taking you away from patient care and your family. Yeah, this is part of that less is more thing. It's about the not working more. It's about working less, but working smarter. When you can narrow down who you're speaking to, you can create a much more powerful and effective message in a shorter period of time and have way more results from it. And so that's what this is all about. Exactly. All right. So how do we begin doing an avatar exercise? Well, it seems that the first step is always to define what the problem is that you solve for someone else. And it's not just about back pain or neck pain per se, but really going deeper with how that person describes the problem that they're experiencing. So a common example, an easy example per se, is a woman that's pregnant that has low back pain. That's a very clear problem. But what's not so clear is that that low back pain might be keeping her from feeling like she's able to really keep up with her home and she might be struggling to exercise because um, her back is hurting when she's walking and her doctor is on her about her weight gain. And so then she's feeling all kinds of frustration about, man, my doctor tells me I should be exercising more, but I just don't feel like I can because my back hurts so much when I do it. And then I feel like I'm a failure because I'm not doing this pregnancy thing right. So really like there's the surface level problem. And then there's like the deeper 
problems. And when we become aware of what the deeper problems are, then that's when we can really speak to how she's feeling about the problem that's on the surface. Mm, I like so that. So create the create your definition of the surface problem, but really think about what's underneath the surface for that person that has that problem. And if you don't know, then your job is to go find out. Literally, you can ask people to give you some of their time, interview them, ask them questions. If they have this problem, what else happens in their life? What other ways does it affect them? Mm -hmm. If you've never had low back pain while you were pregnant, you may not know that it's really hard to keep up with your little kids while you're dealing with back pain growing a new kid. Yeah. And you know, as you're talking about this, I feel like as you're speaking to us, Danielle, that you, I, I can hear that you're really picturing somebody in your mind as you're talking about this. And I think that's sort of, you know, that would be the one B point on this in the starting block. If A is what is the problem that you're solving and how are you solving it? B would be who is that person that you're speaking to as you're talking to about this? I think we all have a picture in our minds of a favorite patient or, you know, when we're talking about, well, you know, I, I'm a family practitioner and I love to see children. So who is the mom that's in your head as you're speaking? How old is she? What does she look like? Is she white? Is she black? Not that race matters, but you know what I mean? You have a picture of who she is in her mind. So write down all the features of it. Does she have short hair? Does she have long hair? Is she blonde? Is she redhead? Is she dark? Does she have blue eyes? Does she have brown eyes? And you're thinking, why the hell does that matter? It matters because the more real you can make this person, and it doesn't have to be a woman. We, we talk about this because really most of you, your avatar is a woman. So uh, if your avatar is a man, it's fine. Just do it with a man. I mean, don't do it with a man. You know what I'm saying? Unless he's your husband, then go ahead, do it as much as you want. <laughs> okay. Anyways, back to Avatar. The more you can see that person in your head, the more you can picture their children. What do their children look like? How old are they? Are they three? Are they five? Are they 18? Are they 23? How many children does she have? Are they close together in age? Are they far apart in age? What kind of activities do they do? Do they play sports? Are they into theater? Do they play music? Um, is she shopping for groceries and having a hard time because she's got one kid with ADD who's all over the store knocking down displays? Do you know what I mean? Those are the kinds of things that this is what you want to do when you are doing your avatar exercise. See this person and see her life in your head so clearly. What time does she get up in the morning? Does she struggle with getting up? If she struggles with getting up, is it because she can't sleep at night? Or is it because she's simply not a morning person? If she's not a morning person and she's a night owl, what does she do at night? What is she surfing online after her husband goes to bed? Is she shopping on Amazon? Is she watching Netflix? If she's watching Netflix, what is she watching? Is it The Good Wife or is it, um, I don't know, Avengers? What does she like to see? What is she reading when she goes to bed at night? Does she read a book? If she reads a book, what is it that she's reading? Is she reading uh, Fifty Shades of Grey because she has no sex life with her husband right now and she just needs some kind of like vicarious sex life? Or is she reading um, The One Thing because she has so much going on in her life and she's really into self-development and she needs to figure out how to focus her energies on the most important thing? 
These are the questions that you need to ask. And the most valuable part of the avatar exercise is the psychology behind why. Where does she buy her groceries? Does she buy them at Walmart or does she buy them at the local organic farm where they have grass-fed cows and free-range chickens and organic produce? And if she's shopping at Walmart, why? Is it because she doesn't give a rip about organic or is it because she simply does not have the money to? What, speaking of money, what is her financial status? Is she a full-time working person who has a six-figure income and she doesn't need to ask her husband whether or not she can buy anything? She just doesn't think twice about it. If she wants it, she goes and buys it. Or is she someone who's maybe working part-time in a very low-income job or possibly not at all? Maybe she's at home with the kids and she's got the kind of marriage where she has to ask her husband for everything. These are the kinds of questions that we're asking because it, may, it makes a difference how we create our content and how we talk about what we do. Well, just as you were describing the woman that stays up after her husband's gone to bed and maybe listens to an audiobook or reads a book or watches Netflix, does she read 50 shades of gray or does she read the one thing I was like connecting with what you're saying? Because that's me. I do those things. I stay up late after my husband's in bed and I read a book or I uh, listen to something. I watch something on Netflix that I want to do because that's my time, you know? So, um, you were in action, literally, as you were describing those questions, you were doing exactly what should be happening is you're connecting with the person that you're picturing in your mind, which I don't know that you were picturing me or intending to make me feel that way, but that's certainly what happened, which is really cool. And that's the way it should be. So that when I'm, when I'm speaking, whether I'm actually speaking using my voice or whether I'm speaking through a blog post or a Facebook post or a Facebook live video, what I want is the person on the other side of the screen or reading it, I want them to feel like exactly the way you felt. That's the way an ideal patient exercise should be. When you write content or when you're speaking to someone, whether it's through your processes in your office or through your content, they should feel like, oh, she totally gets me. No one else has been able to talk about it like that. I trust this person because she understands what I'm going through. That should be the end result of your interactions with your ideal patients is that feeling of she's just like me. Yes. Okay. So we've started off with checking your mindset and making sure that if you feel a bit of scarcity come up around creating your ideal patient avatar that you recognize that and accept that this is not about limiting your practice, but it will help you expand your practice to create an avatar. Right. Uh, We talked about the problem, defining the problem, getting under the surface of what the problem is and what's going on in her life when she has this specific problem. We can assume then that the solution for most of our audience is chiropractic care. Chiropractic care is going to help solve some or all of the problem that she has. And maybe you might also offer acupuncture um, nutrition, massage, etc., in your practice. Those things might solve the same problem. They could solve different problems. The next step then is to consider what is the result 
when this person experiences the solution that you offer to the problem that she knows that she has and she's willing to invest money in solving, what changes in her life? And this year you can help to instill hope in people. Because if you can say, hey, I understand what it's like when you're a mom of two little girls and you're raising these girls much of the time on your own, you are also pregnant and you're dealing with back pain through this pregnancy and you're feeling like you're really struggling to keep with all of the chaos at home to keep the, the sanity essentially. And not to mention you're exhausted because you're pregnant. So when you're able to help her reduce her back pain or even eliminate her back pain, then what's next for her? She might start to feel like she is a, is a better mom literally because she can keep up more with the kids that she's raising and feel more confident that she will be able to manage not just two, but now three kids in her home. Yeah. One of the most important things in addressing your ideal patient is thinking about benefits, right? The, the bottom line is people want to know what's in it for me. They want to know what the benefits are. And I can tell you right now, pain, if you're talking about pain, you're missing it. Pain is important. We need to get people back to functioning. And it, maybe it's not pain. It's whatever the condition is that they're dealing with, whether it's restless legs or IBS or uh, asthma or um, lack of focus, whatever it is, it's not necessarily pain. But if you're only addressing the fact that they're, you're going to alleviate their pain or help their condition, you are missing the big part of the story. And this is what creates lifetime patience. When you can get to that, but why? But why? Tell me more. But why? Because the, the reality is a lot of the people that come to see us, they've had whatever is going on, they've had it for a long time. So what you want to figure out is why now? Why today? And that's where, the, when I say the money is, I don't actually mean money, but um, like that's where the win is in figuring out what was it that happened today that made you say, that's it, I got to deal with this now. And when you can figure that out, when you can get inside of the mind of your ideal patient and figure out what are they losing that you can help them gain back, that's when you're going to get an amazing, amazing ideal patient raving fan. So I'm talking in terms of things like, you know, if you're talking about the pregnant woman with low back pain, she went to hug her toddler and every time she bent down, she felt like she didn't want it. I, I, I want to resist that hug because it just hurts too much. That's the benefit. You can get down and hug your toddler as much as you want. You can love on them all over the place because you're not going to be in pain anymore. Um, if it's somebody who's experiencing headaches. And I can tell you from the perspective of someone who is a former headache sufferer, it is very hard to be fully present with your kids when your head is pounding all the time. So speaking into that, you can be so much more present and engaged with your kids and enjoy it and have fun doing it when you're not in pain all the time. I'm so glad that you brought that point up because I think that it's easy for us to, to define the problem on the surface as being a pain-based problem, but we certainly do want to be able to um, build those lifetime relationships with patients, and that requires us to really get deeper into 
what is going on right now that we can change for you. And a lot of times, you know, I think that people don't realize how simple it can be for us to make a big change in their lives. So it's really cool when you start to um, help them understand that this might be a process, but it's going to be a process that's totally worth it because you're going to be able to hug, hug your toddler. You're going to be able to keep up with your kids in the long run. So yeah. worth it. And what you can begin to do is when you have people in your practice who really are your ideal patient, just start asking them, what was it like before you came in here? So say, say for example, they came in because they had sciatica. What was it like when you had sciatica? Get them to describe what life was like and then get them to describe what's it like now. Just ask them, but make careful note of the language they use, the words they use, because the words they use will be, it'll be very common language. And when you can begin to start speaking those same words and those same kinds of phrases back to people, that's when you've really got the language of your ideal patient. And that's a real key part of, of the ideal patient exercise is being able to speak in their language. You know, the language of a 23-year-old athlete is very different than the language of a 47-year-old mom of three. Yes. That's why I get so frustrated when I ask a woman, who is your ideal patient? And she says, my ideal patient is between the ages of 20 to 60 or even (laughs) 25 to 55. No one person has ever been all those ages at the same time. And we are in a much different life stage at 25 than we are at 55. So think of how differently your husband thinks about things than how you think about things too. So you can have two parents that are the same age and have the same kids, but they think very, very differently. So how you speak to a man is also very different than how you speak to a woman. So that's why getting as specific as possible is really, really important. Yes. I think this is such an important and underutilized concept for women who are chiropractors, but also just women who are business owners in general. Yeah. And I really feel that if we started with this key concept that we would see success come more easily in our businesses. So I'm glad that we took the time to talk about this today. And I know that it's going to be really helpful for a lot of people to hear this. Yeah. And it's one of those things that we all like to skip over. It's like your, (laughs) your, your CEO time or your vision time every week, because it's not the same as checking things off your to-do list. We tend to skip over it. And that's, I would say that's the biggest problem with our membership and not knowing who their ideal patient is, is simply you will not take the time to sit down and just think about it and write it out. And I promise you, when you start to do it, it gets easier. And it's actually really fun when you start to think about that person who's in your mind and you start to talk like her or him and think about problems from their perspective. It's actually a lot of fun. Um, There were two more things that I wanted to say just before we close off about ideal patients that I I think when you said, when people say, well, my ideal patient is between the ages of say 25 and 60, and it's, it's just not even possible. It reminds me that first of all, you can have more than one avatar. Now you don't want to have like half a dozen, but 
it's okay to have more than one, maybe two, I would say three tops. But, um, you know, I have two avatars. One would be a young mom with young kids, but the other one is a menopausal, like perimenopausal or postmenopausal woman whose kids are older. They're kind of leaving the home. And these women are totally focused on their health right now because they have the time and the money and they see the end of their life a lot more clearly than they did 20 years ago. And they want to be able to spend time in their retirement, having fun, not dealing with health challenges. So I would not have had that avatar 15 years ago, but because I'm kind of in that stage right now or closer to that stage right now, I find that I'm attracting a lot of those people. And because I can sympathize with a lot of their health challenges, I get it. It's, it's much easier for that to become part of my avatar. So I do have two avatars. My husband also has two avatars. Um, so that's okay. You don't have to have just one, but when you're writing your content, you can only write to one avatar at a time. So you have to know who it is you're speaking to today when you're doing this live video or today when you're writing this blog post or whatever the case is. And the other thing that I wanted to say is that your avatar can shift and will likely shift as you go on in practice. So as you get older and more experienced, you may begin to drop an avatar that you really love to work with. I don't actually love working with pregnant moms so much anymore. And I didn't even know that until about three months ago. Uh, and there's a reason for that, which, you know, is only relevant to me, but I do actually find that that's not in my ideal patient list anymore. And that was a bit of a shock to me, but it's part of the evolution of who I am as a person and who I am in practice. And it will be to you too. So it's important to revisit the ideal patient exercise and do it every year or two and just check back in and see, is my ideal patient still the, the person that I had in my mind five years ago or two years ago? What I typically recommend is that after you do an ideal patient exercise and you journal out all the things we've talked about, about creating that avatar today, that you stick with that avatar for at least six months. Yes. And that's a long enough period to say, is what I've been doing working or is it not? And do I need to do something differently? Because it will take time for you to see that this is working for you. And what often happens is as you start to use your ideal patient avatar in your messaging, you'll have new patients of all kinds and then you think you're doing something wrong and maybe you need to change your avatar to some of these other people that are coming into your practice but that's the beauty of the ideal patient avatar and utilizing it in your in your marketing is that it doesn't limit your practice it expands mm -hmm. your practice yeah absolutely awesome okay cool okay so before we wrap this episode up i just want to reiterate again that if this is a concept that you know that you need help with and you're ready to invest in that kind of support, then the Aligned Women Team membership is a great next step for you. And you can find more details about that at alignedwomen.com forward slash join. There's an ideal patient masterclass in the Aligned Women membership. There is. And that if, I mean, that's one of the benefits again of the community and why we keep talking about it because we do extra teaching on this. But if you haven't done it yet and you are an aligned woman, go into the membership site, 
it's really easy to find the ideal patient masterclass. Just click on it and go through it. It doesn't take very long, but it's a great exercise to get you thinking. The other thing I would say is book yourself 30 minutes right now. Like pause this podcast, unless you're driving and book 30 minutes into your time right now. Unplug everything, disconnect yourself, turn your phone on, do not disturb and just sit and, and do this exercise and think about who your ideal patient is. Awesome. Well, Another great teaching, Dr. Danielle. Thank you very much for, uh, for suggesting this topic today. <laughs> I think it's a very important topic. So again, it's something that I know will help a lot of people and I'm excited to hear their response as well. Awesome. Okay, everyone. Thank you so much for listening and we will see you back here again next week for a brand new episode of the Aligned Women podcast. Thank you for joining us today on the Aligned Women podcast. If you haven't subscribed to the podcast yet, we would love for you to head on over to iTunes and hit subscribe so you don't miss an episode. You can join the community of amazing women doctors in our free private Facebook group, Mama Chiropractors, by going to alignedwomen.com slash mama chiropractors. And if you'd love to fast track your success in life and practice, subscribe to the waitlist for the Aligned Women Team group coaching membership by going to alignedwomen.com forward slash join. Have an amazing day and we look forward to seeing you next time on the Aligned Women podcast.